0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops Fancast. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Martin. Hey, guys. You can follow the show on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Sydney Myers. Martin is at Martin L. Myers. Remember, you can listen to the latest art, uh, episodes and read exclusive articles at DallasHoopsCast.com. Uh, okay, I just want to say something. I'm just going to put this out there. Okay. Hear me out. Uh, Willie Colley Stein... Kind of looks like Tyson Chandler. And I think that means something.
1: Uh, <clears throat> I don't think it. No, One, I don't think he looks anything like Tyson Chandler. Okay. Two, I don't think it means anything.
0: Pull up a picture of Willie Colley Stein and look at his face. And if you're listening. I,
1: I, I've seen his face and I never thought when I saw him, okay. I was like, hey, Tyson Chandler. Look.
0: Okay. Go, l- let me look at this. Picture. I, I got
1: pictures here.
0: And if you're listening, Google him and look at his face. And, you know, kind of just ignore like the face tattoos, obviously. And the
1: hair and the grill. No, look
0: at this one, okay? Yeah. He looks like Tyson Chandler. No. He does. No. He does.
1: You want him to.
0: And I'm just saying that I think that means something. Because obviously the last time the the Mavericks had a guy... That looked like Tyson oh my Chandler. Oh, okay. It was Tyson what a Chandler. Stretch. And they won the championship. It was Tyson Chandler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think the fact that he looks like him could be a good sign for the Mavericks. I,
1: I don't think uh, the Mavericks have big plans for Willie Colley Stein.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Um, obviously, we're talking about the trade. The Mavericks acquired Willie Colley Stein from the Warriors. As far as I can tell, the only thing they gave up was the Utah Jazz second round pick that the Mavericks owned. So the Mavericks still have the Warriors second round pick, which is probably going to be the 31st pick. Um, so I thought that was interesting. They really had to give up basically nothing for him. Um, and then they also traded Isaiah Roby to the Thunder for Justin Patton, who will probably be waived in order to create the roster spot for Willie colley So, you know, it, like at the end of it, Isaiah Roby is gone. Willie Colley-Stein is here and he looks like Tyson Chandler, and I think that means something. Nope. Next thing, though, um, he's a center. Willie Cauley's sign. Like, if you look at what position he has played this year, 100% of the time he's been a center, and the same thing last year. Like, it wasn't even 5% of the time he was a power forward. It was just the entire time he was a center. And if they brought him on to take Dwight Powell's minutes, then, you know— offensively that works because Dwight Powell started at center and he played center on offense, but defensively Powell play the four. And I don't know. Do you think Willie Colley Stein can play the four? And if not. On defense? On defense. Yeah. And then therefore, does that say anything about whether or not he's going to start?
1: So personally, I don't think he will start. I think uh, the Mavericks are going to run out with that lineup we saw against Portland, which we'll talk about that game here shortly. With uh, Luca, Curry, Hardaway.
0: And Porzingis.
1: Porzingis with uh, Dorian Finney-Smith as the four. I think they prefer (laughs) that lineup because it gives the five out. Everybody's a threat on defense. But also... On offense. On offense, correct. But also it takes away the rim protection from the other team. Because now Porzingis is the five. So the five has to guard. No matter who he guards, he's going to be guarding a three-point shooter. Yeah, so he's going to yeah. be away from the the court. I thought the Mavericks always wanted to do this. Um I thought they did a lot of the small ball when Porzingis was out. Now it wasn't as effective because it's Well, it was it was Powell as the 5 and then they oh, would have yeah. Justin Jackson and for some reason we never started Curry yeah. during that time period as far as I can remember. But there's a couple of things I like with this. Uh, one, yes, you play the five out. Porzingis can play the five, which is more natural for him, in my opinion, anyways.
0: In today's NBA. In today's league, yes.
1: Plus, it adds another playmaker and shooter, Would elite shooter and adequate playmaker. One of the biggest problems that the Mavericks have is they don't have an elite playmaker to play next to Luka. Now, they still don't have that, but having Curry and Hardaway out there with Luka at the same time, one of them can make a capable play at any point within the game. So, yes, they don't have that one dominant playmaker. Now they have two adequate ones, but both of them are elite shooters right now. Yeah. So I think the Mavericks, in my personal opinion, I think that's the starting lineup they're going to roll out, p- barring some disaster or just doesn't work out. I think they got Collie Stein more to help spread the minutes and share the load so that way Maxi, who can't play a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. according to he doesn't like to play a lot, and neither can Porzingis so them just separating doesn't make sense you need a third guy who can play 10 minutes or so
0: well and it just based on what i've seen this year it seems like he doesn't want to play Boban on a lot of minutes either right I because mean, he can
1: his body can't handle it
0: yeah well yeah. and and he's so big and slow that you can't rely some on like teams, yeah. yeah okay we have to play him you know 10 to 15 minutes cuz mm-hmm. some games you don't want to play him at all but yeah i was thinking the same thing about the five out offense it worked really well against Portland. And we've talked before about how it just, it would be so deadly. And um, it was. Yeah, it Offensively, was. Offensively, yeah. yeah. And, and a few, or I don't know, several episodes ago, I was talking about um, the physical defense that teams play against the Mavs and how it affects Luka and um, the comments from Steve Nash about how he dealt with the same thing teams just beating him up. And he said, what would have helped is if we had like shot more threes, like played five out and played faster. And so I think, and that really made me think, because his point was like what you said, if if you're playing five out, then the big man, he's not down mm-hmm. there. He's out guarding Porzingis. And so if Luca can get past his man, there's no one there to tackle protection, him. protection, yeah. yeah. And then also it seemed like in the game last night, they played, their tempo was a little faster. And that helps too, because, you know, teams can't, Beat you up and slap your wrists and you know hit you upside the head if they're trying to run with you. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they played at a breakneck speed; they weren't the. Seven well, they did seconds have thirty.
1: They did have thirty fast break points, which was True. a season yeah. high.
0: But it, you know, it doesn't have to be super fast. But just the pace seemed a little a little quicker. But really, I think the five out is what helps the most um to keep the defense stretched out so much. And so, yeah, like I was saying, I don't think Kali Stein can play the four on defense. So, I kind of expect him to come off the bench, but I, I th- mean,
1: yeah, I think it was more to just help with minute wise. Obviously, if uh, somebody else gets hurt, say Maxi sprains his ankle and is out five games, you didn't want to go with just Bobon and Porzingis in that sequence. So, it's kind of an insurance policy also to make sure that Maxi's not playing more than 25 minutes and Porzingis isn't playing more than 30. This is just my personal opinion. I think uh, Carlisle has been wanting to do the small ball lineup with Porzingis at the five for a long time. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in these circumstances, it's worked out that way um, where he played him at at the five. The good thing is Porzingis kind of liked it.
0: Yeah, his comments after the mm-hmm. game, were you going to Yeah, about well,
1: that? I, I think the reason why, so he said that he likes it. Why did he say he likes well, it? Well,
0: they asked him, you know, like, what are the the pros and the cons, or was there anything you didn't like about it? And he said there's really, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to it. He mm-hmm. was like, I, um, on defense, obviously I can protect the rim. And then on offense, I, you know, you just have more space because that big man doesn't want to come out that far. And we saw that against Portland. He there, could have shot
1: it every time. Yeah,
0: it was like he would catch it at the top of the three point, uh, top, of, top of the key. And, and I was like, I mean, he's got the space to shoot it if he wants to. I know he can't shoot it every time, but he has a lot more space. And so he was talking about that, too. And then they asked him, were there any cons to it? And he said, no, not really. I mean, he was like, I just like playing. I don't really care what mm-hmm. position I play. And I've always heard that he didn't want to play the five.
1: It's possible he didn't. Yeah, or maybe you know, he changed his mind but- or with this offense, he he probably sees the benefits yeah. of it. Now it remains to be seen how the Mavericks are affected defensively. The game against Portland is really hard to judge because really Lillard came down about seven eight times within the game and just pulled up from three from, from like twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, and he made you know I don't know what eight of those. Yeah, and uh, he shot a really high percentage from three. So. That kind of impacted their overall 124 points. Because of that, he had 47. So I don't really know how their defense is going to be impacted. For some reason, I want to say it will be better. One, because there's really no drop off defensively from Powell.
0: To, you can fill any person. Whoever, yes. Exactly. And it's
1: no disrespect to Powell, but well, defensively. That was never his strength, he yeah. was yeah, exactly. And so adding Curry in there, that just gives you another wing defender. And he's actually kind of an underrated defender. So I'm curious to see how it's going to work out with Utah because obviously Rudy Gobert. Uh, Gobert is elite, probably the best rim protector in the league, but him being stretched all the way out to where he has to guard Porzingis, what decision does he make and how does that impact the Mavs? I feel like that's a a benefit to the Mavericks.
0: Well, and and there's so few teams that have two bigs. Mm -hmm. So like um, Utah, it's not like they have – favors and go bear anymore they just have go bear so with porzingis starting at the five you, like that's not really a, a disadvantage if you have like dorian at the four now i mean there's some teams where you might have to make adjustments and maybe that's why they got willie collie but um yeah I, I don't know i just i kind of i like porzingis playing at the five i think offensively it just makes so much sense um and then also i don't think holly Stein can mm-hmm can start at the four anyways.
1: Well, and, and the, the jazz play Royce O'Neal at power forward. He's listed at six, four.
0: Yeah. So, six, and a, and a lot of teams are like yes. that.
1: So I, I think they'll probably run that same lineup out there against the jazz. I'm yeah. curious to see how the jazz respond because really the jazz have had a very cake, easy mm-hmm. schedule. They haven't played a good team in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't faced the Mavericks yet this year. So I know they're always historically a really good defensive team, and it's almost impossible to win in Utah. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see how this offense with with the five out, with Porzingis at the five, impacts a good yeah. defensive team.
0: Well, the Jazz, I was looking at the notes today, and the Jazz have um, won the season series, I want to say the last two or three seasons mm-hmm. or more. Uh, last season, they swept the season series, um, now this is a different team. I mean, the ha- the Mavericks haven't been very good the last two three seasons. Oh, I
1: thought we beat them last year by like fifty. There was a fifty point yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but we right. still lost the season series, and we yeah. have been because yeah, you're we right. just we haven't been good, and they have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And So,
0: but yeah, I mean, like going back to the starting Porzingis at the five. It's like, like I was saying, the Jazz have Gobert, but then Royce O'Neal is six four, or like. You know, even the Thunder, they have Steven Adams, but they don't have another, you know, traditional big next to him. The Rockets have Clint Capella, but they don't have another huge big. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of these teams, they have a dominant guy inside, but it's not like they have two. Yeah. So you don't really, in terms of size, it's not something that you usually need to worry about. I mean, even the Clippers, size is not really their strength.
1: Right, and I, I think having Porzingis at the five kind of negates the rim protection of Gobert. Yeah. Obviously, he's still going to be a force throughout the game, mm-hmm. but you're you're limiting how much he's going to impact the game having Porzingis because if he's all the way out, out on Porzingis, then it just opens up the lane yeah. for a driver. Yeah. But if he sags off of Porzingis, Porzingis is willing to shoot from 40 feet. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I think the Mavericks are going to run with that lineup. Uh, I really like the lineup in general. Uh, another reason why I liked it is because it took another ball handler off of that second unit. I thought one of the reasons why DeLon and Jalen have been kind of inconsistent and really Seth for that matter is because all three of them play at the same time.
0: Yeah. Their minutes are sometimes yes. inconsistent. And, and
1: Jalen will get 10 minutes a game and moving Seth to the starting lineup allows Jalen a little more freedom and DeLon a little bit more free- They played together a lot in the game. Yeah. And uh, they're able to have more minutes, have more opportunities to make a play because it kind of shortens the rotation. I know Carlisle, the Mavericks only played nine players against the Blazers. Mm. And I know that's not how Carlisle likes to do it. But really, in all honesty, when he shortened the lineup, that just means your best players have the ball in their hands the most frequently instead of trying to run 11 guys out there.
0: Yeah, they were, um, Reggie Miller was talking about during the game how Carlisle, He always likes to go like 10 or 11 deep. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't matter who is on the roster. You could have Michael Jordan and then a bunch of just nobodies, but he would still go 15 deep in the game. And it's like... It's It's it's, just not
1: necessary. I know they have all this data that they look into about longevity of players and all that. I get that, but that doesn't mean you have to play... That many guys. Yeah. So
0: Once you get to your bench, those guys aren't going to be playing a lot mm -hmm. of minutes anyways. Right.
1: So I I liked how it shortened the lineup and it gave more opportunities for Jalen and DeLon to make plays and not just be standing there staring at somebody else make a play.
0: So here's a question. Um, What does Willie Colley-Stein bring to the team? I mean, we think he's going to come off the bench, but regardless, what do you think are his strengths or what can they look forward to? The only... I other than the fact that he looks like Tyson Chandler.
1: <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of Willie Cauley Stein other than the fact that he's a he can jump really high and really good at dunking all the hoops. But sounds you know, like Dwight Powell. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, so it it sounds exactly like Dwight Powell. Now, a lot of people think that he's just going to fit right into that starting lineup, and he very may well. They he, their their decision, the Mavericks' decision may be for him to start. Yeah. I don't see how it works defensively, but that's what they they say that they they're probably going to do. But I think it's more of having a guy who can roll. I think you'll see a lot of minutes with him and Maxi playing mm-hmm. together. And I think he'll be a role man for Luca. He'll probably be playing a lot with Luca, but it's really just having a quality big come off your bench. Yeah.
0: So this year he's averaged eight points, six rebounds and 1.2 blocks As a starter, he's playing twenty three minutes a game, and then uh, last year he averaged twelve points, eight rebounds. Year before that, it was about thirteen point seven rebounds. He's really not he's not a skilled big. He's like an energy big. Mm but He's a roll guy. Mm -hmm. He'll he'll roll and dunk it, or he'll stay around the basket and get a tip in, or he'll you know, a, a block, hus- yeah, a block yeah. or he'll hustle the ball away on, on the offensive board. You know, it's, he's that kind of player. He's like the energy and like, you're not going to give the ball to him. He can't really shoot it. Probably doesn't have any post moves, but he fills that role of a big man that mm-hmm. can roll. And I mean, like you said, they might start him. He's played center his entire career. Maybe they think he can play power forward. I mean, that remains to be seen, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Next question, do you think that this is the last trade they're going to make? Because like I said, all they traded was the Utah Jazz second round pick, as far as I know. I mean, all these other assets that people talked about, they still have.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens with this DeLon Wright situation. Yeah, He has complained in the past about, well, maybe not so much complained, but he has mentioned about the whole bench start thing. You can tell he didn't really agree with the decision, but whatever the coach needed, fine. But then uh, Darrell Wright, his brother, came out with the tweet.
0: Let me read his tweet. He said, uh, some dudes get the bag. That means money. Mm. uh, They they make a lot of money. I'm just translating. Oh, okay. Cool. I did not know that. Some dudes get the bag and be happy to play. Maybe play. I don't know. He said play, maybe play. You got a dude that does all the little things to help your team win every night, and you don't use him. LOL, watch out. I'm fed up. I don't know what that last part means, but basically, we assume he's talking about DeLon. Well, obviously. That, you know, and yeah. in that
1: Port, in the not the Portland, in the Clipper game, mm-hmm. he didn't play a lot of minutes, but he made a huge play at the end of the game with getting the steal. Yeah. And he does do a lot of the little things. Um, now, he is a little inconsistent with scoring the ball. What is impacting that is that just him his decision making, or is it because we had too many guards yeah. out there with him? He didn't have enough opportunities.
0: Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I interrupted you. No, no, no.
1: I, I just so it 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 remains to be seen really. Yeah. What what's going to happen with Dorian? With I, Delon. With Delon. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't think they will make a move unless it is something that's going to put them in true contention status but I don't think they have the pieces to do that.
0: Yeah. My thing with DeLon is like, he's more skilled than I thought. Um, As a ball handler, he's a pretty good playmaker. And sometimes he has these drives that like require a lot of skill Mm -hmm. to make the shot. Um, But then sometimes he's hesitant or, or I don't know. He's not aggressive. Yeah. Every time. And sometimes he whines, which Mm -hmm. annoys me. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's like the hesitancy, that's that's different from a lack of skill. Like he clearly has skill, but he doesn't well, always use it. And, and what causes that? I don't
1: know. Yeah, you've seen games where he is being aggressive and he's impacting the game. Carlisle will keep him out there and mm-hmm. play him a lot of minutes. But then he'll have a game where he kind of just disappears. He's not really yeah. involved. Yeah. He's not really being aggressive. Carlisle's not going to play him a lot in those games. And it's hard to say, well, you need to play him more. But when he's out there, he's not doing anything. And Carlisle's really big on if you got a player who... That's why he plays 50 players a night, (laughs) is because one of them's bound to have a big night, and that one's going to get rewarded with with, uh, heavy minutes or heavier minutes.
0: Yeah, it's... um, I don't know. It goes back to the thing we've said or that I've said before. I feel like some players have a really short leash Mm -hmm. and some players will get their minutes no matter what
1: from Carlisle. Like he shows favoritism. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, I guess that is the definition of favoritism. It is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like some guys and he'll say this, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be ready, stay ready. You know, you gotta play hard, um, be aggressive, you know, persistence, defense, like that's, what's going to get you on the court. And some guys, he holds them to that. And if they're not focused or not playing well, they're out of the game. And then some guys, they play 30 minutes no matter what. No matter what. And it's like, I don't understand. I, I like the logic of what you do with this other guy, but it doesn't seem like you do it across the board.
1: Well, and that, there's two players. One is Dorian Finney-Smith. The other was Dwight Powell, who are favorites of Carlisle. He loves them. I think Dorian's leading the team in minutes. So I Maybe. I don't know if that means anything, but as much as I love Dorian... Is he really the guy that's overall impacting your game so much where he has to play the most minutes? Now, a lot of that is probably because of his body type and his genes where he, he yeah. can play heavy minutes and have no They're problem. They're big
0: on, like, how many minutes can your body handle? Yes, and, and, and he is
1: never injured. He's never sore. He's never sprained his ankle. He doesn't do anything like like. The amount of minutes he plays seems to have no impact on him.
0: So he averages 29 and a half minutes. Porzingis is at 31. Luke is at 33.
1: Okay. So, so the third, third highest. Yeah. yeah. And then the, yeah, the other guy was Powell. And both of those, they, they can do no wrong Yeah. with with Carlisle. But other players just, I mean, it, in on all a short honesty, leash. yes, they are. And, and, so and Carlisle like, has done that in the past.
0: Yeah. So I think, I feel like. DeLon is on that, on that same, short leash yeah he has and his that. brother
1: isn't helping him yeah he's I mean, just that, making
0: it work because Carlisle's not going to be like okay yeah I mean, Carlisle's you know, he's got a, he's a lot of pride yes of that. exactly yeah. I'm
1: surprised he played at all yeah you know but he he played and and Carlisle's kind of grown a little bit too he's not as he has. tough st- stiff nose yeah. as he used to be so maybe he's you know hey you know I, I have a young guy here who wants to play so yeah. just played him and and Delon played well against Portland.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's like to be fair, Delon does sometimes lack um, urgency or aggressiveness. aggressiveness. I don't know, yeah. but on the other side, on the other hand, like he is a skilled offensive player and he's a very good defender.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't he, feel like defense is a priority for any of these guys right now, but he has the skill to be a good defender. I think
1: Delon is a, he, <clears throat> he's an elite help side defender. Mm, Like he he's good at at cutting the passing lanes or jumping the passing lanes, getting his hands when somebody's driving. That's not really his player. He can kind of reach over and steal the ball. But one on one. On ball defense, I, I think he's okay with that. There's been a lot of times where he's kind of slow footed laterally. He gets blown right past. Now, he can recover sometimes and and sneak in there for a block or a late rip. But a lot of times, he gets burned, and it's a wide-open layup. So, I think he's an okay on-ball defender, but I think he's an elite help-side defender.
0: Okay, so here's my thing with the defense right now. Um, Because DeLon Wright, we've seen him be a good defender. Dorian Finney-Smith, I know that he's a good defender, but I don't feel like anybody is really focused on defense right now and and those guys are included so i feel like i know that dorian finney smith or i think he is a better defender than what he's doing right now and same thing with delon because i don't think any
1: the heart's just not in it for yeah i
0: think collectively the team just doesn't prioritize it and so those guys they they fall into that because they're not the leaders you know they fall into what the
1: team does Well, they also know they can score basically any time down the court. Yeah. And so deep down in the back of their head, (laughs) they got to be thinking, uh, we're going to be able to score on these guys. So their energy isn't there all the time on defense. The problem is, is when you play teams that do bring the energy on defense Mm -hmm. and slow you down. You
0: can't score every time down the court.
1: And and one thing I thought about when I was driving home my hour commute from, from work is the Mavericks don't know how to win ugly right now. Yes, yes. They don't know how to play. Okay, all right, let's not freak out. That is it. All right, okay. Okay. But elite teams like the Clippers, even if they're not shooting well or things aren't going their way and it's physical, they're able to win those games but the Mavericks haven't developed that ability to play ugly. A lot of that's experience, recognizing that if we we gotta win games when our offense isn't always going.
0: Yes. You you are saying everything that I've been feeling and thinking <laughs> that I haven't been able to put into words. Yeah. It's like I don't know what it, it's like, why does this why do these things happen? Or like why do they always do this? Or why can't and like and that's what it is. If they're shot and, and, okay, okay. Um, taking out the Portland game because I know the Blazers went on a run. That's because they were well, down. Yeah, like We're going to talk
1: about okay. that run. Okay. Well, I
0: feel like we've already talked about the game. So, okay, but like my point was that, um, you know, just, just erase it. Okay, but yes, whenever like their shot isn't falling or the defense is playing them really tightly or the team is making a comeback or they're playing some weird full-court press or win, whatever – it's not a perfect game on all sides it's like they don't know they forget how to play or they can't win well, those games
1: it's yeah and it's not that they they forget it's just there's a there's an extra level of execution yeah there's an extra level of focus that you have to get to. To not get your, the ball stolen or ripped from you, mm-hmm. to not get your shot blocked, to not turn it over, or
0: to make the shot regardless yes. of the defense. And so there's an
1: extra level of that focus. And I I don't think because they're such a young team, and we talked about this before, they none of the players on the starting lineup, other than the Portland game, have been on a winning team. Yeah. You know, obviously Seth started and but he's he been on winning teams. So yeah. So, but other than that, they've never won. So. Yeah. They don't know what that extra gear is. That's why losses to the Clippers and the Lakers and other teams, they sit, they suck when they happen. Mm-hmm. They do. But ultimately, that's galvanizing this young team. It's teaching them how to win those games. Whether they're going to learn that this year, I doubt it. That just kind of comes with experience. Yeah. But those losses are actually important in the long run because they see how it's actually done and, and that's it's why it's not done. Exactly, and that's why making the playoffs and and making it as far as you can go is important because the further you get into the playoffs, the better those teams are and those teams know how to win. And right now the Mavericks would probably, let's say they made it to the second round and face the Clippers, they'd probably go knocked out 4 games to 1. Yeah. Really similar to the young Nash, Dirk Finley. Yeah. Mavs they when were an they faced the offensive
0: powerhouse. But. And the
1: first round, they uh, they won, and then they faced the Sacramento Kings in the second round and just got destroyed, yeah. even though they had a better record and, and were a better offensive team. So I think that's what the Mavericks are dealing with right now. So when things get ugly, they can win some of them, but they can't can. win consistently yeah. and against the really elite teams.
0: Well, that's like, if you think about Dirk in his, well, just his whole career, the the way that defenses would play him was so physical. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because he's in the post, it's just naturally more physical. But teams would, like, be fouling him just constantly the whole time, arms and hands all over him. But, you know, they, they're not going to call it every time. But he got to the point, like all superstars and all, you know, all-time greats do, he could score no matter mm-hmm. what the defense did. Even if he got fouled, he would make it anyway, and maybe they called a foul, maybe they didn't, but he was gonna score no matter what. And and Luca has to get to that point. Obviously, that's asking a lot, but that's the point you have to get to on a on a really high level for Luca mm-hmm. to score no matter what the defense does. But you know, also taking it down just to the team of being able to play and score and get good shots and hit big shots, regardless of what the defense does.
1: And you know, this this goes back and I know it's kind of a little bit we're kind of all over the place now. Yeah. But this is the concern I have with the lack of mid range game. Because in those situations where the defense is all up on you mm-hmm. and is very physical, to try to shoot threes and step back threes in that situation, the percentages plummet. Yeah. So you have to have a go to move in the mid range where, yes, the points per possession is lower. But your chances of making that shot are way higher especially if you can develop a go-to move
0: yeah i think it's not even so much like okay let me try to get it it's more just having the ability to do to take any shot yes you know it's just, exactly yeah, yeah. The,
1: and and you know and the thing with dirk also is is he he learned to enjoy the physicality mm-hmm. because when when a player is really physical with him, he kind of felt where he was. He 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 knew what kind of angles he had, and I think Luca's got to do that. I think Luca hates it right now. Yeah, I think it drives him insane. I,
0: he's not even trying to make the shot. Yeah, he's just hoping they call a foul. Yeah.
1: Um, but I think he's got another gear that mm-hmm. he he will eventually go into. But yeah, that's that's what I think of of, of the maps, and I don't know how we we started talking about.
0: I don't know either, that, but, but you just you, like yeah. you hit they the don't know nail how to on win the ugly. head. Yeah. yeah, they don't know how to win ugly games when things don't go their way, or mm-hmm. the other team is making a comeback, or when the officials aren't calling the fouls, or like whatever it is, they they, they don't they win. can sometimes yeah. win because they have a really great offense, or if they're going they against a team that's just not as good, like as Portland, them. who's just yes. not a very good team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they it's like the the circumstances have to be perfect in order for them to win and if they're not it's you're not you're not sure like mm-hmm. if you're if I'm watching them play the Lakers or the Clippers or you know whatever team plays them that way it's like oh I don't know what's going to happen in this game because yep. and if, if the
1: Lakers or the Clippers decide to show up yeah then they're probably going to win worse, that game yeah. it's if they don't show question. up then you have a good chance at, at winning but yeah. yeah I mean that's really the the definition of a of a young team, a yeah. young, good team. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll win 50 wins. I believe they will. I know there's a lot that still think that they're going to come back down to earth, whatever that means. But I, I believe that they, they will win 50 games and they'll be a, a really good young team. And they might get out of the first round, depending on the matchup. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get any further than that. Um, I'd be surprised if they did.
0: Well, we have Tyson Chandler Jr. Well, this year. So, so we win it all. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't know how we got on that either, but um, uh, somehow it went from Willie Cauley-Stein to to DeLon Wright can't get minutes to we're winning the championship. But I I, I think we did somehow get on to DeLon Wright because my question was, are they going to make any other moves? Yes,
1: and I I don't think they will unless it's for... That guy that's going to take him over yeah.
0: the edge. And I don't think, first of all, that guy isn't available. And I, even I if haven't... he
1: was, we don't have anybody <laughs> to give them. Because to get that guy, you got to give up really yeah. quality assets. Like
0: some of the names I've heard thrown around, Bogdong Bogdanovich. Which um, is a nice
1: <laughs> player to have, but he's not the guy.
0: Yeah. Um, Robert Covington. Obviously, Again. they've been linked to him forever. Yeah. Um, let me see Tristan Thompson, but that was back when they needed mm-hmm. to fill minutes for Powell, um, Nemanja and Bielitsa.
1: Which that one I like.
0: Yeah, but that was just kind mm-hmm. of an idea. And then Gallinari. So Kevin O'Connor yes. wrote a piece saying that the Mavs were interested in Gallinari. But he I, also said that he didn't think they had the assets for it, but you know they Yes, it uh, in.
1: again. Now, if that one a little is a little more intriguing because it allows the, Mo- Ma- the Mavs, the Mavs <laughs> to play small ball. And if Porzingis is okay with it... Then go all in on in, in it. In my <laughs> opinion, that that opens up the field for you. Because yeah. now Robert Covington is that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. But I also really liked having Seth in there because they just don't have an elite playmaker. So when you have Tim and Seth, it kind of makes up a little bit for that and it takes them to another level. So I, we'll see what happens in the Utah game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they kind of like this, this lineup. That works
0: well. Yeah. And... and- to your point about being able to use the mid range, mid mid range game, your face. Um
1: Now you have to edit that. <laughs> I'm not
0: editing that. Wow. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is very good in the mid range. And so is Seth. Seth Curry is actually very yep. good in the mid range too. I mean, he's not. He's a and, shooter, <clears throat> so he can shoot it from anywhere.
1: And Porzingis used to be. <laughs> yeah, so you right. know, maybe uh one of these years they'll they'll shoot a mid range shot with Porzingis, yeah. but. You know, we'll see what happens. Having Porzingis being able to shoot it from 30 feet, and if he does that consistently, I mean, going forward, that's just going to make them so dangerous, even more dangerous on offense than they already are.
0: I just feel like there's so many things they have to learn. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, we were talking earlier, the two things that I want Luca to work on this summer is free throws and three-point shooting, and then also learning to just, stop shooting threes when they're not going in
1: which we thought he did learn that but he yes. apparently did yeah.
0: not cuz against portland it just no i mean they still won but mm-hmm. um yeah cuz it, it, and i think it's kind of the whole team like they shoot a lot of threes which i don't have a problem with cuz they have a lot of good shooters but sometimes they'll drive it and i don't know how many times against portland they would drive it and then pass it out and i would be like you had a layup and it was like luca or seth or whoever they drive it, or they get a, a pull-up, but then they pass yeah, it out. Yeah, well, and it's I, like-
1: I, whenever I watched it again, uh, Whiteside is a really good recovery guy. Like, he mm-hmm. can recover really, really well. So there's times when a layup looks open, and he can recover really quickly and get a blocked shot. And I think it was more of, instead of trying to force a layup mm-hmm. on Whiteside... They dished it out to a wide open three. Maybe. And really, the entire game at war, they scored 133 points. Now, everybody's freaking out because of that, the 25 points they lost it. But when you rewatch that run that the Blazers went on, the Mavericks still ran their offense. They were still getting wide open threes. There was a couple things they can clean up. But for the most part, it was the same thing. They just weren't dropping.
0: and yeah, when we watched it the second time, um, a lot of the guys that were on the court, it was At like Justin, Justin Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, it wasn't their lineup of. Right. now, like for a little bit, Seth was out there and Luca was out there, but for some of that, it was their bench guys. Mm-hmm. It was like you know, Dorian shooting a three, or or Justin Jackson, or Cle- like all these guys are are pretty good shooters, um, but it's not like it was. Kristaps and Luca choking yeah. out there. So, <laughs> I
1: mean. so I thought they they played really well during that run. Other than missing shots, yeah, they didn't. It, Dame Dame literally he would shot just
0: from the logo. Yeah. There's nothing he you would can do about dribble that. down
1: to about a 40 foot line and just pull up, and yeah. he happened to swish it every single time. Yeah, if the Mavericks panicked like they've done in the past. Then they would have gone to a little bit more ISO ball. They wouldn't have ran their offense. They would have been turning it all over, the, turning it over all over the place. Mm-hmm. I thought they did not do that. The crowd was going nuts. They were running their offense. They were getting open shots. They just weren't falling. Eventually, yeah. they started falling again, and and then they withstood yeah. the run.
0: Well, and then you know they it was a, I think it was a Dorian three or maybe a Seth Curry three that kind of. It ended in a drought yes, exactly. that the Mavericks run. Yeah. Um And then from that point on, the Blazers still played really well, and it kind of stayed like a 10, 9, 11-point game for the rest of the game. But the run was over. The yes. Mavericks turned it around, and they refocused, and they they finished it off, which, like you said, they don't and, always and do that.
1: And really, I know it was only an 8-point game, but really it was 11. because of that, because random that three Yeah, the guy shot a 3 dude, at the end of the game Patton to pad his stats, stats. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what made it an eight point game. But, anyways, that's the uh, the Blazers game. Uh, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. So
0: you don't anticipate any more trades. Although I would also like I mean, to we, have Gallinari, but well, yeah, I like, don't think they have the pieces for no, it. So, no. um, okay, so that's uh, that's Willie Cauley Stein. Um, let us know your thoughts on that. We're going to move on to another topic, but you can tweet us. Um, let us know what you think of Cauley Stein. Do you think he's going to start? How did you feel when you heard the news? And Martin, this is a question for you, too. How did you feel when you heard the
1: news? Um, blah. Yeah. It was like, oh. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know. I've blah. never
0: been like the biggest Willie Colley Stein fan just because he was a really high pick and just, I think you could call Flop. him a bust. Yeah, a yeah. bust. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I never had high thoughts of him at all. And so when I heard they got him, I was like, oh, man, like yeah. <laughs> I never really thought it was that It's such a buzzkill because <laughs> yeah. the Mavericks
1: trade for Willie Carlson.
0: <laughs> but, you know, you can That's kinda, so
1: disrespectful to him. Thankfully, yeah, he'll never listen to this. This is but. a fan podcast. We're just,
0: you know, we're just spitballing. It's not all going to be gold. But, uh, yeah, and I think when I look at it as like, okay, they just gave up the second round pick. I don't even know if he's going to start. To fill in the minutes, I get it. I, I think it works. And then when I looked at his picture and realized he looked like Tyson no, Chandler. No, he doesn't.
1: doesn't look anything like Tyson Chandler.
0: Anyways, uh, it's a, it's okay to be wrong. So, uh, But yeah, let us know your thoughts. Okay, so next topic. Well, we kind of already talked about the Portland game, right? Yeah, I think Did we've covered that. My okay? main
1: thing is was a lot of people felt, and and really some other podcasters, there's a bunch of other podcasts after the game, they all seemed to felt or felt they all seemed to felt they all <laughs> felt that uh, the mavericks during that run the 17 nothing run did not play yeah. well
0: to be honest with you and i'll let you finish to to be honest with you i felt that mm-hmm. way until we went back and watched right.
1: it right and i i remember when we watched it i was actually really happy because they didn't fall into Luka, 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 step back It was really
0: great ball movement. It
1: was, and it was wide open shot after wide open shot. By different guys. Yes, and they just didn't fall, and unfortunately, Damien dribbled down and pulled up and made a a long-distance three. So I thought during that run, they played really well. The crowd was going nuts, but they stuck to their game plan. They executed, and eventually, they had shots start falling again, and they they basically ended it.
0: Yeah, and and like they did miss the shots and i don't i don't know if that was because of the pressure or if it was because like i said earlier it was you know justin jackson shooting or or yeah maybe they just happened to miss so but the point was like while i did feel you know the the blazers did go on a run and they they, it was a pretty amazing run with damien the mavs eventually got Mm -hmm. control of it
1: Mm -hmm. so and I, i think that's really a step in the right direction yeah because When you're on the road and you're up by 20 points, the the, the home team's going to make a run. Yeah. uh, Guaranteed almost every single time. Especially if they have Damian Lillard. Yeah, (laughs) and he's shooting like that. He had 47 points. He was just on fire. Mm -hmm. So it's not really, you know, if they're going to have a run, it's it's how do you respond to the run. And I thought the Mavericks did a much better job in this game than they have done in the past.
0: (laughs) Excuse me. And to your point about them not being able to win – ugly games like that was a good example of how things kind of got got ugly ugly and they they missed the shots for whatever reason but they were able to pull it out now if that's a better team i don't know if that happens and i agree with you i think that's something they need to learn over time yeah they
1: they did okay they did better yeah but there were still a couple of plays like a a turnover
0: Luca still shot a bunch of threes that were unnecessary and he needed to just stop shooting
1: them with the 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 I think Luke is just going to be a streaky three point shooter. I don't care how many threes he shoots, as long as it's within the rhythm of the game. Yeah. My concern is late in the game, mm. when when the game really matters. I don't want him to turn into a Westbrook. Yeah. Who it's one just out hero of shots? Yes, and and one out of ten games he'll make it, and everybody goes nuts, and it's awesome. But the other nine. He's shooting these step backs. Yeah. It's just bad shots. Yeah. So late in the games, I would like to see better decision making mm-hmm. from him. And you know, it's it's so sad that that we're like that. The guy's twenty years old. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like if, yeah. if he wasn't averaging twenty nine points a game, we would he'd have a free pass to do whatever. But because he's so good, it's like, well, you, if you're this good, you got to be even better. <laughs> well, it's just not fair to yeah, the. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's a second year player. Like- yeah most second year players
1: do what he's doing. There's, except there are just no not as expectations. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like
0: when you look at what Jaron Jackson jr is doing for uh, the Grizzlies, he, he's it's not, almost like a free pass. Yeah. He's not a superstar, but if he has a good game, it's like, sweet, this guy has a bright future, you know? And it's like, so, you know, Luca is amazing. And I think he's going to be, or is already one of the best players mm-hmm. in the, a, a top 10 player in the league. Um, but yeah, there's, there's things
1: so, that are, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, okay. I another thing I, I thought about with that one was, um, his decision making, but also being more physical offensively. Yeah. Cause to your point, you were talking about how he, uh, he can't always finish when the guys are are really physical on yeah. him a lot like lebron james does yeah and i feel like he needs to instead of trying to get a foul call just try insert to insert his shot. will and be physical yeah and make the shot anyways and sorry to cut you off
0: well yeah like t- to that point sometimes guys Luca does this too he he shoots or whatever to try to get a foul call mm-hmm. and i'm like just
1: Shoot, shoot it, it. <laughs> to try
0: to make the shot and mm-hmm. then if they call a foul they call a foul but try to make it like that's the point of all of this but yeah like there's some things um that are skill and there's some things that are just experience that you just have to learn mm-hmm. like being able to make three pointers is a skill he clearly has that but knowing when to, when shoot, to it shoot it or when to is. not that comes with experience
1: yeah. and the good thing is for for Mavs fans next year He'll probably be a finished product at the rate that he learns True. the yeah. NBA game. Next year, he could be averaging 33, 34 points a game and be the most dominant player in the league.
0: Speaking of which, he's a starter.
1: Oh, yes. All-Star in Game the starter. All-Star Game. Definitely um, deserved. Ooh, there's a theory.
0: Oh, really? Yes. With- oh, Wait, no. Okay, you tell okay. me yours, and then I'll tell It was
1: tell you. on uh, Locked On Mavs. Oh, yeah, I think but I Isaac heard it too. Yes, yeah. so Isaac Harris and and Nick Angstead talked about how Luka, you couldn't vote for him for right. two days. Oh, I he, didn't hear that theory. Okay, so after the first ballot came back, and he mm-hmm. was beating LeBron in the votes, oh, the next day- There was a day, day when it was broken. It was broken And I remember for him. that
0: in the morning I was trying to vote, and I was like, that's weird. But then I heard it was everybody, and I was like, hmm.
1: It wasn't, though. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, so you could not vote for Luca yeah. for like a whole day. Luca only lost by like 160,000 votes. Yeah. So That's lot, one day of voting. Some people believe that they it's rigged you know so yeah. so lebron would would win it's not enough to lead.
0: draft or to rig the nba draft we have to rig the all-star draft
1: <laughs> that's just a, a fun theory obviously i don't think it's real but in all honesty how many votes did he not get during well, that time period
0: in all honesty the voting was broken for a day yes. and the nba didn't do anything about it so even if it wasn't rigged we're tallying votes and you can't and, vote for a guy like yes. this isn't fair anyways
1: anyways luca will probably be the starter for the next 12 years yeah i mean, I mean the uh the captain
0: well like especially since he actually gets voted in like yes, Dirk Dur- yes. should have been a starter his well not he his was entire better, career but, yeah yeah but he was only he was only a starter like twice and i think Due that to was because of injuries yeah. yeah he was never voted in as a starter but thankfully people like luca he's kind of a flash flashy player mm-hmm. and all that so he'll get voted in um, but yeah, I was disappointed he's not a he's not a captain. But man, when I saw it, because I was you weren't at home. I, I think was you driving. You home were driving work. home. Yeah. And uh, and I was watching it. And it was just like, oh, uh, it was just <laughs> awesome. It was so cool to see. And then and then you realize, like, man, this this is big. Like he he's Wait, 20 he, and he's an all star star. Like this is such a big moment for him. Like, like aside from the me being a fan, but like as a person. That's a big moment for yeah. him. It's
1: like what Carmelo said, you know. As Maz fans, do we appreciate what we have with him? Yeah. And I mean, he the only the last guy to to start the All Star game at around the same age was LeBron. Yeah, back in two thousand five, and Luke- there's been a lot of superstars in the league between 2005 and now steph anthony davis
0: derrick rose
1: Giannis, derrick rose like young, none of young. these guys started the all-star yep. game as young as luca is
0: he's the sixth youngest player ever yep. to start yep and the youngest since lebron yep yeah but you and know uh, richard
1: the- phillips would <laughs> tell you that he uh it's inflation yeah it's inflation um,
0: he's also the youngest european ever to be voted in as yep. a starter
1: so it's it's gonna be awesome. Um, like I said, I think he'll be the captain probably twelve times out of the next yeah. twelve years. I mean, he a, after him in the West. Well, it's he Lebron. Destroyed. Yes, but, but Lebron's here, gonna retire in six well, months.
0: Here's the question. <laughs> <I> so, <hope. laughs> well, Lebron wants to play for another five years. So, but he's not gonna be like lebron for five years so as lebron gets older if he starts declining does he still get voted in as a captain
1: no because this year he wouldn't have if it, it was not rigged, rigged.
0: Yeah. gosh darn it okay um yeah i'm just excited i can't wait till like if Luca drops forty in the game, and then I'm going to tweet out, "Yeah, but can he do it against Kansas State?" <laughs> no, what
1: I think is going to happen is the only person that's going to take it seriously is, is going to be no, well, Trey yes, Young. it's Trey Young, and Trey Young's going to okay, drop forty, and prediction. Luca's going to have like twelve. Yeah, but the whole time he's just going to be joking around yeah, and playing, throwing alley oops yes. and
0: stuff. Look, I'm Fox. Look, yeah. I'm Fox. <laughs> Prediction, Trey Young is going to win all-star game MVP. No,
1: no. Never going to happen. I, he no. shouldn't even be a starter. Well,
0: because it only the guy that wins it is the guy that won, took, is the only one that the only cares. one that took it seriously. Yeah, and I yes. think he will. And, of course, this is all. I'm, well, first, I'm dogging on him so much, but I don't care. Yeah, I think he's going to go for it, and therefore I think he'll win it.
1: Yeah, and, and look, Trey Young... And, and I thought, again, Isaac Harris mentioned, it's nothing against Trey Young, but you are but literally on the worst. <laughs> you are literally on no, the- No
0: offense, no bro, offense but, but you, you suck. suck.
1: <laughs> but he's literally on the worst team in the league. Yeah. How do you start? a guy in the all-star game with the best players in the league when he is on the the worst team in the league
0: and like obviously i don't think trey young sucks no i I think he's an all-star but but yeah it's not the starter it's so hard to judge his talent level because yeah they are the worst team in the league so it's it's like it's every every sucky team has a 20
1: point scorer
0: and you never know you're like is he really that good cuz sometimes you put him on a good
1: team and they're 15 yeah, 14 yeah cuz
0: sometimes like Anthony Davis was very good on the Pelicans when they sucked and then he's very good on the Lakers but some guys they average 20 on a sucky team and like 10 on a good it happens team happens all the time so, Chris yeah.
1: Bosh Kevin Love yeah
0: so it's like is he really
1: 29 points mm-hmm. a game
0: i don't know and that's that's not a i like that is kind of a diss but it's well, also just a question that and, i can't answer
1: and honestly defensively like first of all, actually, he, you know what? I can't answer. Yeah, he doesn't really try defensively, but even if he did, he's so little and so unphysical <laughs> on the defensive end, provides zero resistance. They can't stop anybody.
0: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want this to turn into a tray Well, bash. It my, my whole, whole point was because. We he should be a starter, yes. Yet.
1: And and he'll probably take it seriously to prove that he belongs. And win MVP. And, and yeah. everybody else is just going to be, like, yeah. having fun.
0: Um, okay, so who picks Luka? I LeBron think, or Giannis? I
1: think LeBron will pick Luka. I think he's going to talk to Anthony Davis so Anthony Davis doesn't get butthurt. <laughs> but he picked Anthony Davis last year first. Yeah. And that was his way of saying, hey, come play with the Lakers. <laughs> um, but That's I think this year, my prediction... Is LeBron's gonna pick Luca? Maybe not, because he's he may not be deserving to be the first pick, which I think he is.
0: Yeah, because once you take off Giannis and LeBron,
1: it's Luca. But yeah. you know, a lot of people that's it's kind of a hot topic. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll pick Luca. Um I think Luca will be the first pick.
0: Yeah, I kind of think that too. Um, just be, well, like, and they asked LeBron, you know, you picked Davis first last year, you're gonna do the same thing, and he kind of just laughed and was like, I don't know if I like him that much. I don't know what that means. He gave but, himself yeah. an out. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I think he did that on purpose. Exactly,
1: I do too. I wanna, as soon as I saw yeah. that, that's what I thought because I think LeBron has a lot of respect for Luca. Yeah, and I think because Luca, you know, grew up crying over LeBron's posters, <laughs> you know that yeah. he's going to pick him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he will. It'll I, be
1: his only chance to play with him.
0: I just, yeah, that's true. And and to Luca, that's going to be his mean, only chance to yes. play
1: with him. Yeah, <laughs> to Luca, that's going to mean a lot. Yeah. And I think LeBron recognizes that. And quite honestly, I might cry a little if I see that.
0: <laughs> um, I was gonna say something until you got all emotional <laughs> on me.
1: But you know Luca's gonna cry when he's yeah. on the court as soon as that ball's tipped up into the air and I he mean, realizes Wait, I'm on the same team with LeBron. Yeah, James? imagine
0: doing an alley oop with LeBron. Like, how yeah. would how would Luca even react to that? Like,
1: he would cry.
0: Yeah, and then he better come back home to Dallas and just yes. erase all of that yeah. from his mind because yes. it ain't happening. Yeah, because Anthony bro. Davis is coming here. What <laughs> was that? Just a guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So summarize to summarize the party. Um, Maverick's got Tyson Chandler Jr. Oh, my God. Uh, DeLon is being traded.
1: No. Porzingis
0: should always play the five. Agreed. And Luka is...
1: Going to go down as the greatest player ever to play.
0: Yeah, You know what? That's exactly what I was going to say.
1: I think he is. Oh,
0: okay. Oh I, I honestly believe oh,
1: okay. he will be considered the greatest player to ever play the I game. Mean, that's... At some point... At some point in history statistically somebody's going to have to be better well, than Jordan. He cannot be the greatest player forever. of all time forever. Somebody's going to surpass some him. Some people say LeBron already. And that's a has. load of crap.
0: Yeah. But it's I a mean load of crap. look at what LeBron has done and in our eyes he still hasn't surpassed Jordan.
1: But he's only one I, I He's I, got I, 3
0: uh, rings, how many MVPs? 5. Four. I think four. 4. Yes. Um he's the th- top 3 all-time leading scorer, top 4. Yeah. He probably will get to top to the second. I, I don't think he's not going to pass Kareem. At, at
1: most, he's equal to Jordan.
0: I still say he's second.
1: I do too. I think it's 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 yeah. Jordan and then LeBron. Yeah. But I I just for what I've seen from a guy as young as Luca is as smart as he is and as skilled as he is when he is 27, 28 years old. He's gonna be unstoppable. It doesn't matter what defense you put on them. Yeah. His size and his athleticism. Well, his athleticism. <laughs> yes, his athleticism to do what he does as a six-seven player.
0: I love the little mini conversations yes. that you have because you know I, I'm
1: arguing with with people that are. You
0: know what they're gonna say as
1: soon as they hear that
0: athleticism. <laughs> I don't think anyone know. listening to this podcast would say that.
1: But anyways, I I, I know I'm a fanboy and I I know I'm biased. Um, but
0: That'll if make I you say wrong. it, yes, if I
1: say it now and I turn out to be right, you can claim boom, it. So I am claiming it. I think Luca is going to go down as the greatest player to ever play the game.
0: And we'll see you in 20 years when he retires. Yep. Um, it all depends on championships. Really? He has to win at least one. And honestly, to be oh, the, to well, be the yeah. greatest of all time, he's got to f- win four or four five to five
1: yeah, or six. match Jordan. Yes. Yeah.
0: Of course, even Jordan... I mean, Bill Russell won 11, so it's not like... Yeah,
1: but that doesn't count. That <laughs> okay. was like 100 years well, ago. I'm glad we decided that. Yeah, well, there was like four teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, but he was know. also
0: playing against Will Chamberlain the and The only Jerry other West West good guy. And Oscar Robertson. All these guys were in the league the The fact that you could name time. the
1: entire starting lineup of the All-Star game, you know... But
0: I'm just saying, like, all these guys... It's not like he was playing against... You know, Allen Iverson so and Tracy... Name, M- these guys are all-time greats in themselves. Name another one. Another guy that played back then?
1: Yes. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> because they're not that good. Yeah, but... You you named literally the only... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Four. I mean, later. Yeah, later. but... I, mean, but okay. I don't think Bill Russell ever played Kareem. He
0: yeah. played Will. I don't think no. he ever played Kareem. Yeah, you're right. But Kareem and Wilt overlapped.
1: Yeah, but when Wilt was a lot older...
0: But yeah, you're it right. wasn't much of a Yeah, world you're crime. right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So the fact that you named all um, of them. Patrick Ewing? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Shaq. Apparently, Shaq played so long ago that maybe he did play then because the game sucks now in their minds.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of other guys. They don't exist. Was Pistol Pete back then? I'm just naming names. The that fact I that know you now. have to ask
1: that question. I'm just
0: going to throw out random names. Yeah. That, I, to make me sound smarter. Yeah. Hey, remember Fat Lever? Wasn't he a good guy? I think
1: guy? he was in the 80s.
0: Yeah.
1: Or but, World Be Free. You know how it's like... Yes, he, yes. He's
0: like, you know what? He reminds me of Johnny Chugla. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: I love when it's it's Jeff Wade that does that because he, he has such a knowledge.
0: You know what he reminds me of? Alan Parkerson. <laughs> yes.
1: Because he, you know... Who? <laughs> well... Only he knows that because he's watched it. He knows those dudes. He knows their skill level. But we're like, dude, we don't have that mind. <laughs> or, it's
0: like, or, like, you know, a guy, like Luca will drive in for like a wide open layup and it's like, yep, just like Johnson Monroe. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, what? I remember him. He did
0: layups just like that. Yes.
1: We don't know these guys like you do. Can you use somebody uh, we know?
0: Anyways, um, yeah. So, great pod. Uh, good trade, and we'll see you in 15 years when Luke is the goat. And his statue can be right next to Dirk's statue. Yep. Uh, I think. That's I wonder it. when
1: Dirk's statue is going to come. Out. I don't
0: know. I heard that his jersey could be retired as early as this year, but I think that's. I feel like they should do it next year, just because. Just do it
1: when after Wade has done his. That's all I care about. Oh Did yeah. They already do Wade. Did
0: you hear? They're doing
1: a three-day ceremony. Look, I'm gonna. Another thing I'm gonna go on okay, record saying. Okay. Call it. Call Dwayne it. Wade is the most overrated player to ever play this. I'm game. right there with you. I'm sorry. I'm right there with you. I is... mean, let's
0: run it down. First of all, never won an MVP. Okay. Second of all, 0-6 rigged. Rigged. I mean, and his other two rings. He LeBron, had LeBron.
1: And Chris Bosh.
0: And Chris Bosh.
1: But we act like. Uh,
0: and and they win against the Thunder, who did not belong there anyway, because they just happened to beat the Spurs in the previous series. That the Spurs really should have won. Yes.
1: And no, Dwayne Wade is the most overrated player ever. I'm not saying he's not an all-star. I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer, but let's stop acting like he's a legend.
0: Is he a first ballot Hall of
1: Famer? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll get in. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't know if he's deserving. I mean, I guess maybe. He's just He's just not on the level of Tim Duncan, yeah. Kobe Bryant, Dirk. Nowitzki, I yeah. don't care what Miami people will say. He's not on that level, and we we're treating him a three day ceremony. I know. I mean, for crying out okay, loud. Okay, now
0: what he meant to Miami, the franchise. I get that. Not and, even. And that, maybe he left. it's just about the. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, he, you <laughs> know, like. <laughs> but you know, then he went back and retired there.
1: Yeah. Well, but he left. Yeah. They didn't want him. <laughs> they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, true. He he went to go play with his LeBum.
0: Um, I feel like we're just, at this point, I feel like we're just rambling. I think, you know why?
1: Because the Mavericks played on the West Coast last night. And we
0: didn't go to bed till like 1230. uh, Right
1: now, we're just running off endorphins. I'm a little
0: delirious. Yeah, exactly.
1: Delirium?
0: I I am delirium. Are you done? Are we done here?
1: I was done like 20 minutes ago.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at Dallas Hoopscast. I'm at underscore Sydney Myers. Martin is mar- at Martin L. Myers. The website is DallasHoopscast.com. Uh, articles, news, uh, shop
1: jerseys, things. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great advertisement there for the web.
0: Thank you guys for listening.
1: The worldwide the, website the worldwide, page. Go
0: to worldwideweb.dallashoopscast.com. Get it? Because it's like www world wide web ww <laughs> somebody that's listening wow. got that joke anyways um thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys oh
1: my god just end it. i always <laughs> say
0: that we'll see you guys the next episode i'm, even I'm just gonna take we're off we're not actually gonna see them we're not even gonna hear them thanks guys for listening and we'll see you the next episode i almost said article <laughs> okay bye i'm i'm recording now. i'm stopping oh my god not in this
1: little promise tomorrow this little shop not promise tomorrow this little shop in this little promise tomorrow in this